Hello and welcome to Law and More. I'm Malcolm Underhill. I'm a solicitor and partner at IBB Law. I specialise in acting for those who have suffered brain injury and for those who have suffered sexual abuse. In this episode, I'm going to have an in-depth analysis of the process for commencing legal proceedings all the way through from starting those legal proceedings to trial. In the event that it's not possible to achieve a compromise with your opponent and it becomes necessary to start legal proceedings, the first step to take is to send a one-page document to the court called a claim form, uh, which will be issued by the court and returned to you or rather your solicitor. Uh, And once that step is taken, the individual pursuing the claim then has four months in which to send that document, the claim form, to their opponent or the solicitors who are acting on their behalf giving details of the claim. And because the claim form is a very short document, there are a number of other documents that need to go with it when it's sent to the individual or organisation that is being pursued for compensation. One of those documents is called a particulars of claim in which there is a summary of the event that caused the injury, followed by a rather lengthy list of allegations as to why an individual or organisation is held responsible and a summary of the injury sustained and the financial losses and expenses. It's also necessary to provide a medical report. Uh, This is likely to have been uh, given to an opponent well before legal proceedings but uh, when serving or when sending those legal proceedings to an individual organisation or their solicitor uh, within four months, uh, a medical report setting out the injury sustained needs to be included as well. And once those documents are served, then the opponent must acknowledge the claim form and the particulars of claim and the uh, uh, medical report and details of the financial losses and expenses within 14 days. And in a further 14 days after that, the individual who's being sued needs to provide a formal defence. They may ask for more time to prepare that document and reasonable requests need to be considered. But in most cases, a formal defence is provided within about a month and that defence will indicate whether responsibility for what happened is accepted and if it's not then the expectation is that the defence will set out why the defendant, the person who's being sued, uh, they will say why they do not consider themselves responsible and why they do not have to pay compensation. That defence will, in addition to being sent to the solicitor who's acting on your behalf, will also be sent to the court where it is filed. And at that point, or shortly thereafter, the court will send out questionnaires to the solicitors acting on behalf of both parties. So the individual who has suffered harm is identified as the claimant uh, and the individual who's being sued is the um, defendant. And this questionnaire is to be completed within about a month or so and both sides will complete their questionnaires and swap them with each other and in those questionnaires they will set out the timetable that they believe is appropriate in order to prepare the case for a trial if one becomes necessary. (laughs) 
Once the court has got these documents, has received the questionnaires, which are called direction questionnaires from each side, uh, they will be considered and they're effectively two alternative um, paths that may be taken by the court. The first one is that the court will simply read the documents and set out in a written court order what steps need to be taken. Alternatively, there will be something called a case management conference in which the lawyers for the parties involved in the claim will be asked to attend court and to discuss what they believe to be the appropriate steps to be taken. And if a hearing is necessary, which neither the parties, the individual or the other side need to attend, it's just their lawyers, the court will, having listened to representations made on their behalf, will set out that court timetable. And the court timetable will consist of a number of steps. The common steps are three or four, and the first one will be a requirement for both sides to tell each other about documents they have which are relevant to the claim. So if, for example, there is a medical negligence claim, the hospital, for example, will be required to hand over all the medical records of the patient, although that may have already occurred, that's likely to have already occurred. But in addition, they will be required to hand over any reports generated by any internal investigation. And on the other side, the individual bringing the claim will be required to give copies of their medical records, but again, they may have already been swapped. And in addition to that, if they're making a claim, for example, for lost earnings, then they will be required to provide a history of their earnings to illustrate what they have lost since the incident took place and what they may further lose in earnings over the following months on years. So there's a requirement on both sides to exchange documents that they have and they can't cherry pick about these things. They are obliged to give each other documents in their possession whether they are helpful or unhelpful to their case. The second step to be taken, a uh, common step to be taken, is that witness statements are to be exchanged by both sides. And for the individual who suffered harm, they will have a statement prepared for them, probably by a member of our team, setting out what their case is all about. It will set out how the incident took place, others that were in the vicinity, others who saw what happened, what injury that they have sustained, and the impact of that upon their health and on their uh, financial position. And those statements uh, need to be exchanged, say both sides need to do that. And a further step to be taken is that uh, medical evidence may need to be updated. Uh, you'll recall that I explained that when starting legal proceedings or when sending the legal proceedings, it's necessary to provide a medical report of the injuries. That medical report, court may permit it, to be updated so that if the matter does proceed to trial, then the trial judge has a up-to-date account as to the impact of the harm upon the individual. And then often the final step to be taken 
before a trial takes place is for a schedule of financial losses and expenses to be prepared by the person bringing the claim, setting out precisely what amount of compensation they are looking for in settlement of their claim against whether it be an individual uh, or an organisation. And in response to that, the other side will prepare a counter schedule. So when the matter proceeds to court, the judge will be able to see what are the areas of dispute and what issues need to be decided upon. Now, these steps will be taken over a series of months. But although uh, legal proceedings have been commenced, there is still this overriding responsibility for each side to reflect upon the merits of their case and to consider at all times whether a compromise should be explored to avoid a trial taking place. If a trial does become necessary, the first question from the trial judge may be whether attempts have been made to find common ground and resolve the claim. In the event that there is no resolution to the claim, then the final step to be taken is for a trial to take place. And that trial will take place over one, two or, or more days. Although the court will have a time estimate to work to, there is no limit on how long a trial will take place. It will take place as long as is necessary to hear all the evidence. And once that evidence has been given, the judge will give their judgment either immediately or there may be a short delay over a day or so, or sometimes longer, before that judgment will be given. Uh, and that judgment will effectively cover two issues. It will decide whether the individual bringing the claim is entitled to compensation if there hasn't been an admission of responsibility prior to the trial. And the second issue will be to decide how much compensation the individual should receive, how much should be paid by the party who is responsible for those injuries in most cases are resolved without the need for litigation and even where legal proceedings are commenced the vast majority of those cases are settled without going to trial thanks for listening i hope you found this episode useful for more information go to ibbclaims.co.uk